Are you ready to make the right moves and unlock your passion? Welcome to From the Inside Out with your host, Carla D. Walker. To be your best self in your personal life and your business life, all you need to do is look within yourself. Now, here is Carla D. Walker. Good morning, world. How are you this morning? It's absolutely fabulous here. Uh, I want to take a little time this morning, uh, this morning, uh, Martin Luther King's birthday, and uh, we're going to spend some time talking about that. Uh, Before we go there, though, this is going to be a wonderful day. I want everybody to say that. Think that. Remember, this is going to be a wonderful day. It's going to be filled with joy and laughter and smiles and ideas and a sense of accomplishment and well-being. This is your day. Take hold of it. Seize it. Make it happen. Just do it. No room for doubting yourself. Just persevere through it. Step into your greatness for you are confident, you are intelligent, you are inspiring, you are compassionate, caring, and a good friend to others. I want you to think about this day in positive affirmations. And just remember, you are the best you can be. Every day, you are important. You are making a difference. So, happy birthday, Martin Luther King. Wow, how long have you been on this earth? Well, you would have been on this earth 90 90 years today. This is your 90th birthday. There are all kinds of Things being written about you today and people are thinking about you in remembrance. And since this is the 15th and you were born on January 15th, I thought this would be the day that that I wanted to talk about uh, Dr. King and just kind of reflect on his dream. In fact, this show is called Living the Dream of a King. And I want to think about and and sort of talk about What does that mean? Uh, But also, you know, just kind of look at retrospectively where we've come from, where we are today, where are we going? Um, And 56 years later after uh, his uh, I Have a Dream speech, where are we in 2019? What are we doing to live the dream? So I wanted to just start off with a sort of a brief background uh, for those who may not be familiar with uh, Dr. King, uh, because you've been living under a rock all this time and you've never heard of him before. Uh, Or maybe you didn't understand the language that was being spoken or... Maybe you've just been so busy with other things, you, you haven't had time to think about people in the, in the world who may be trying to make a difference, to try to make this world better, 
to try to bring equality and humanity throughout the world. Maybe you just ignore celebrity at all. But I thought this would be good just to get a brief little background of it because we got to know our history. And I find that many people don't know their history and they find themselves repeating history because they don't know it or they didn't learn from it. And we as a country, um, I'm not sure that we've learned quite yet from our history. And sometimes I feel like we're going backwards. So just wanted to talk a little bit about Dr. King, uh, who was born on Tuesday, January 15th in 1929 in Atlanta, Georgia. As I was researching this, just going back over uh, looking at uh, uh, information about Dr. King, um, were there things I found out that I didn't know? Sure. Or I forgot about? Uh, like, for example, he was born Michael Luther King Jr. So his father was Michael Luther King Sr. How many of you knew his name was his given name was Michael uh, at birth. I got to tell you, that was something I don't remember hearing about or I don't remember reading about. Um, but I thought it was very interesting how that came about, how the change of his name uh, uh, actually came about. And it was because uh, his father, who was a minister, uh, the church sent him on sort of a a whirlwind trip. Uh, and as part of that trip, one of the places that uh, he went to was uh, in Germany, where he visited or toured the country where in uh, 1517, the German monk and theologian Martin Luther nailed his theses to the door of the Wittenberg castle uh, and challenged the Catholic Church, um, this particular act would lead to the Protestant Re Reformation, uh, and that was the revolution that would split Western Christianity. So I did not know that. Um, I remember uh, reading in history a little bit about the split of the of the church, of the Catholic Church, and you probably, you know, as you've watched um, uh, some of the uh, history or documentaries on on television or through uh, videos, you know, have seen the people talk about. You've watched Discovery Channel and things like that. Uh, talk about the as you look at history, the split of the church and the Church of England, um, uh, and so on. But I did not realize. Um, I think I'd missed that, but Dr. King's father, in, in this trip of Europe that they sent him on uh, to tour several places in Europe, uh, in this particular um, on this particular journey, he also went to Germany and uh, saw where uh, Martin Luther had nailed his theses to the door of the Wittenberg Castle Church. Um, 
he, at the time that he went, he was seeing a lot, and this was 1934. So if you think about 1934 and what was going on during that time, he was seeing uh, the rise of Nazi Germany. Uh, And it was during this time that the Baptist Alliance responded to that hatred with a resolution declaring that all racial animosity and every form of oppression or unfair discrimination toward Jews, toward colored people, or toward subject races in any part of the world um, was wrong. They deplored it. And they put that statement out. And for, for Dr. King Sr., this had a profound uh, impact on him. So when he came home, they say he was a changed man. He was different, uh, thinking about what he had seen, where he had been. Um, And with that, uh, he decided to change his name to Martin. And he also changed his son's name as well. So there's a nice article uh, that I I read a couple of things. But one this morning, there's a nice article uh, in the Washington Post by uh, Deneen L. Brown uh, that kind of talks about this in uh, a little more detail and gives you a little more information from uh, around Dr. King. Uh, but I thought that was, that was interesting in terms of how Michael Luther King Jr. became Martin Luther King Jr., and the rest of the story goes. So that's how he changed. That's how he got his name. He grew up in the segregated South uh, in Georgia. He went to Morehouse College, uh, which is one of the uh, uh, one of the HBCUs, and still exists. Uh, he went to Morehouse. Uh, because he skipped two grades. And uh, at the age of 15 years old um, is when he entered Morehouse, and he graduated Morehouse with a bachelor's in sociology at the age of 19. Then he went to a theological uh, school in Philadelphia and ended receiving his doctorate from Boston University. It was there that he met Coretta Scott. And in 1952, they married and had four children. He was a smoker, which I don't think many people necessarily think about or realize. But if you think about during that time, a lot of people smoked. He was one of those. And greatly respond, he was greatly responsible for the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Voting Rights Act for African Americans. He wrote the infamous letter from a Birmingham jail. 
1963, Time magazine named him Man of the Year. He was the first African-American recipient of that honor. And Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech on August 28, 1963, was around the Lincoln Memorial at the March on Washington uh, for Jobs and Freedom. And it was at in that speech where he called for civil and economic rights and an end to racism in the United States. Now, that was in 1963. That was... 56 years ago? Hmm. Do you think racism has ended in the United States? Do we have civil and economic rights? We'll talk a little more about Dr. King when we come back from the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Says, Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. tuned into from the inside out to reach carla walker or her guest today call us at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to carla walker from the inside out at gmail.com now back to the show hi welcome back today we are celebrating dr martin luther king and just talking about a little about his life, uh, where we are, to, where we're going to go today, or where, where we are today, relative to his, I have a dream. Are we living that dream? 
Where are we missing that dream? Where have we made some successes? Uh, Also, what can we do to live that dream? And I was giving you just a little bit of of background about Dr. King, and I just want to going to finish up uh, uh, doing that and also go through a couple of uh, quotes that I found for him. He did so many speeches, and he said so many things that I think are prolific in in, in terms of their content and relative to the meaning. Um, he believed very strongly in service to humanity. And I was surprised also to find out uh, through some of the quotes and some of the things I was looking at that he, through that humanity, also talked about health care. Uh, as well. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of those quotes and I want to tie that into uh, where we are today and what we are doing. And we say we, I mean myself as well, to live that dream and what's stopping us. And and I want to ask you uh, some questions around that. So um, Dr. King in 1963 uh, was the first African-American recipient of Time Magazine's Man of the Year. That was a major honor. I mean, think about that in 1963. I'm trying to think how many black faces were on any publication uh, of that magnitude. And at that time, that was, I thought we'd say this part of Time Magazine's uh, heyday. People really looked toward uh, Time Magazine uh, for news. And to be on the magazine, on the front cover of Time Magazine, and to be identified as Man of the Year uh, was major and significant, particularly if you were an African-American man in the United States. Uh, his I Have a Dream speech was done in August 28, on August 28th in 1963 around the Lincoln Memorial at the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. It was in that speech that he called for civil and economic rights and an end to racism in the United States. 1963, 56 years ago, he called for the end of racism in the United States. Hmm. Why hasn't racism ended? I'll bet some of you have some very specific ideas as to why it hasn't ended. But what is the solution to that? How can we end racism? How can we move past this thing of hatred? Dr. King said that he would rather focus on love and not hate. And I think he was ridiculed in many communities, uh, even within the black communities, for saying that because of the way that African Americans had been treated in this country, not just African Americans, I would say, Jews, Middle Eastern, uh, Asian people have been treated, people of color, as second-class citizens or as citizens who did not exist at all. 
if you look at the Constitution, you will see that one drop of black blood made you black. If your mother was black, then you're black. Uh, that in the Constitution, I also believe it says that you are only three-fifths of a human for African-American. That if you were, quote-unquote, a slave, you were a shuttle property. So you were like an animal. And so there's a lot of anger that I think that was built up. And people wanted to fight and reach out. There was a lot of finger pointing uh, relative to white America. Didn't matter where you lived, didn't matter where you came from. There was suspicion uh, around motives. Uh, there wasn't a true, I would say, belief that any white person had the best interests for a person of color, but in particular for a dark-skinned or African-American person of color. And so there's a lack of trust. There was anger that had been built up over decades and centuries in terms of the way people have been treated. And consequently, when Dr. King says, eliminate hatred from your heart, we can't do this through hate. We must do this through love. There was a backlash of people who disagreed with Dr. King. And one that you may hear, uh, may have heard a lot about, um, may be um, Minister Farrakhan, uh, who definitely uh, uh, has some views in terms of how those things are, uh, should be done. And everyone doesn't agree uh, with uh, the way in which um, even Minister Farrakhan has outlined what he believes to be the way of uh, African Americans in this country getting their just desserts, if you will. But also... Someone said, by any means necessary, and that has been quoted over and over and over again, and I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. And so we take that and we run with that. And when he said, by any means necessary, Malcolm X, um, Sorry, Malcolm X said that in a as part of a speech that he was delivering before he went to Mecca. People have hung on to that and have included in that that violence is also uh, a means or a justification to an end. Um, and sometimes I think we forget that even Malcolm, after he went to Mecca, also changed a lot in the way he was thinking 
about how to acquire this change. And we'll talk more about this when we come back from break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's time for you to take a sweet and honest look at your life. Tune into Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Clago. Each week, Nikki invites you to call into the program where she will connect with each listener to show the power of God's love in every unique instance. There are gracious gifts and elements of power within each one of us. You just need to discover them and find your life's purpose. Live healthier and happier. Listen every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune into From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Carla Walker from the Inside Out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Oh, welcome back. Uh, so, so continue and wrap up uh, with Dr. King. Uh, in 1964, he won the Nobel Peace Prize at the age of 35. He was the youngest recipient to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. And that was for his work for peace and nonviolence um, protest and saving humanity. And if you look at and reflect, uh, which I've done a lot of, uh, particularly in preparing for this show today. And I think about those individuals who have tried to move this country forward in nonviolent ways and actions and who have stepped out against racism and discrimination for all people whether they came to it early in life or late in life, their lives always seem to be cut short 
particularly when there appears to be a lot of hope. There's always seems to be an element that does not want them to succeed. And leaders like Dr. King continue to rise. I think at that period we had leaders with Dr. King, but also Robert Kennedy, whose life was cut short, uh, who was assassinated. We have his brother, John Kennedy, who was the president, whose life was cut short, who seemed to make a change, want to make a change uh, in the world. Malcolm X, whose life was cut short as he began talking about nonviolence and moving our country forward in that fashion. And we go on and on of those individuals whose lives have been cut short because of nonviolence, nonviolently protesting the discrimination and racism that we are seeing in our world and our humanity. And we continue to rise up against it. And leaders continue to step out, which is one of the reasons I was a little concerned, and I don't know if any of you were, as we were talking about uh, celebrating Martin Luther King Day, and I think this is a good way to do it. Uh, Barack Obama, our past president, I was very concerned because of his popularity, because of his potential to move the world in a different direction, a more peaceful direction, a more unified direction, a more idea of service to humanity, um, more equality, uh, uh, civil and economic uh, fairness uh, around the world, not just in the United States. I was concerned that he too, during that period of eight years, would have his light cut short, it turned out, as so many other leaders who came before him would. I mean, first of all, I've got to say, I think it was because of Martin Luther King and the work that he did around civil rights and voting rights that we had a Barack Obama. I know I can honestly say it was not something I thought I would see in my lifetime. And so as I look at the field coming up, I'm hopeful that we'll have a female president. I would love to see that. I think women bring a different energy to leadership, uh, many women, that we haven't had, and particularly haven't had over the last few years. But again, I'm concerned about those entities in our world who feel so strongly against it that they would do anything to prevent 
the world from moving forward peacefully that they would do anything to prevent civil and economic equality that they could be the majority of a Congress and tell the first African-American president that they were going to prevent anything (laughs) that he did from passing, even when the things that he was trying to pass would benefit everyone because he was a president of all people, not just black people. And as we look at the rise of discrimination in our justice system, And I don't really know if it's a rise. I think it's kind of been there. But because of our technology now and social media and everybody has some sort of phone that has a camera or a recording device and YouTube, I kind of feel like it's just being exposed. I think it's always been there in the backgrounds or in the shadows. There's an old saying that all things done in darkness will come to light. And I think those things are coming to light. And we're being aware of them. But even that, even with that, even when people see for themselves the things that are going on that are not fair that are clearly to the majority discriminatory people still don't believe it I am amazed by that I'm also saddened by that that Your breadth of experience in life is so thin that you don't see those things that are around you and that you ignore those things that are around you. I I don't understand it. It's like Dr. King once said, (laughs) we may have all come on different ships but we are all on the same boat now. And how true is that? We're all in this together. We are so interconnected as a community, as a society. We're so interconnected in the world. How can you not see the humanity and the inhumanity that's going on? How can you not feel Something has to happen to make that change. You know, Dr. King also said, nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere 
ignorance and conscientious stupidity. I agree with him. That's sad. Excuse me. That we have that occur. Or still going on. I mean, how can you watch somebody be beat down? Male or female. By someone who you're supposed to trust. In law enforcement. And then say that that's right. I don't know. There's a lot of things we still need to change in our society that we still need to make better. We still have work to do. Still have work to do. Now, Dr. King was assassinated on April 4th, 1968 in Memphis, Tennessee at the Lorraine Hotel. I remember this. This is an image I remember seeing Dr. King's body lying face up after he had been shot. I remember seeing the Reverend Jesse Jackson over him and four or five other men standing around pointing in the direction of where they thought the shot came from in the hotel. He had gone to Memphis, Tennessee, <clears throat> as you may remember, to support and help the sanitation workers strike. He had done a speech the night before and he was preparing to go to dinner at a minister's house. That speech the night before was his final sermon. Before someone took his light, his app, shut down his light, at least in human form. Because through that shot, that one shot that was taken, it was heard around the world. And we talk, I remember in history talking about the shot heard around the world and was thinking Crispus Attucks. Uh, and those of you who don't know who Crispus Attucks is, please look him up. It's part of black history. Uh, but it was a shot heard around the world when Dr. King got shot. Lots of people mourned everywhere for the civil rights leader. He wasn't a perfect man. There is no perfect man. Did he do everything right? No. He didn't. There are rumors that he may have cheated on his wife. As I said, he was a smoker. He was a religious man. He was a spiritual man. He was a father. He was a son. He was a brother. He was a husband. And he loved not only his family, but he loved humanity. 
And he did everything he could to make sure that the world would look at itself and particularly the United States. Look at yourself and what you're doing to your people. Look at yourself and how you're treating your people. And we should be better than that. If we see someone hungry, we should feed them. If we see somebody thirsty, we should give them drink. If we see someone in need of love, we should give them that. We should touch them. We should reach out to them. We should care for each other as we care for ourselves. And while that shot on April 4th, 1968, may may have put out his physical life on this earth, it did not kill the message of Dr. Martin Luther King. It did not end the message of a man, but it spurred on the movement. People did not let it die on the vine. And his words and his thoughts continue on today. In fact, Ronald Reagan signed into legislation in 1983 the first federal holiday honoring Dr. Martin Luther King, and that was on January 20th, the third Monday in January. It's called the Martin Luther King Day of Service, engaging in community actions that throughout communities to solve social problems, uh, breaks down barriers um, by bringing people from different experiences together. That was the whole purpose of the day of service, to honor Dr. King, because he believed in service to others. He said that life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? What are you doing for others? What are you going to do today? What are you going to do next week on the service? Let's talk more when we come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-346-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune into From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Carla Walker from the Inside Out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. So we're celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday, and we've been talking about uh, his life and uh, just reflecting on some things that he said, reflecting a little bit on history. And we last left with uh, one of his quotes, which talked about life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? And I ask you, what are you doing? For others, are you reaching out in the community? Are you volunteering at boys and girls clubs, helping our youth become better or be better? Are you feeding the homeless? Are you making someone stay bright who maybe needs a little helping hand? What are you doing? Do you think we've made progress in the last 50, 60 years? Is there more for us to do? What are you doing to move the needle forward? I say you got to start with yourself. But I ask myself, like, what am I doing? How can I do something? How am I helping others? We know that Dr. King believed in service. I think about how am I serving my community? How am I serving the world? How am I serving humanity? I challenge you to ask yourself that question and maybe do something. It doesn't have to be a lot. It's not talking about, oh, God, if I do that, then I'm going to, I won't have time. There is no time like the present to do something 
that could change your life, that can make our world better. As I was doing this, I was also reflecting on something that I also uh, remembered is a quote that I like from Dr. King, which says, if you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. I like that because we sometimes get stuck in the past. And sometimes things that have happened in the past make us angry. And we sort of ruminate in that. And we get all comfortable in it and we stew in it and we get other people to stew in it with us. But it doesn't move us forward. We have to keep moving forward. We have to keep doing things that are going to progress our goal, that are going to progress the betterment of our humanity, the betterment of ourselves, the betterment of our community, the betterment of our brothers, our sisters, regardless of race, color, creed, national origin, sex, doesn't matter. What are we doing to make this world better, to make ourselves better, to make our lives better? Got to keep moving forward. Can't get stuck in, in the past. I also think about that as it relates to, you know, we think about, and, and a, lot of, uh, a lot of our youth probably maybe only think of uh, Oprah as the first, you know, uh, female billionaire, black billionaire. I give kudos to Oprah. Oprah worked very hard. She just struggled. She had uh, obstacles against her. But I also think about those folks who were millionaires back when it wasn't popular to be a millionaire and be a person of color. Back when it was even harder to do that. And there are a lot of people who did. One of them that comes to mind is Madam C.J. Walker. And I know you probably all know who that is. Madam C.J. Walker was uh, one of the first African-American uh, women millionaires, uh, black millionaires, who built an empire around uh, hair care products or cost products for uh, African-American she said, I had to make my own living and my own opportunity, but I made it. Don't sit down and don't wait for the opportunities to come. Get up and make them. I like that. She had spunk. She worked hard. She did this at a time when it wasn't popular for a African-American woman, yet alone an African-American man. To have this kind of wealth. Yeah. She also said, which I think is also kind of where we tend to hang ourselves up in is that, you know, it's pretty hard to lead for the Lord. I'm sorry. It's pretty hard for the Lord to guide you if you haven't made up your mind which way to go. In other words, if you don't know where you're going, how is any how are you going to get guidance to get there? So you got to figure out what it is you want to do, where you want to go, and then ask for help. Work with those people who can help you get there. Support them. You know, as she said, 
get your start by giving yourself a start. I, I really did. I really did like that. There, there is a book. Uh, if you want to know more about more uh, uh, black uh, millionaires, called Black Fortunes, it's by Shamari L. Wills, and uh, gives a nice uh, context in terms of uh, individuals who were African Americans in the time period who were very successful entrepreneurs. Um, there's also uh, uh, a nice piece on tech.co of uh, the 21 most successful black entrepreneurs throughout history. Uh, and you'll be fine. You may be surprised of who they are. And uh, although we've touted um, um, Madam C.J. Walker as the first uh, black millionaire, she actually was not. Uh, it was actually Annie Malone, who was a chemist and founded Polo College. Uh, it was a commercial and education business uh, that was focused on cosmetics for black women. And actually, Madam Walker learned from Miss Malone and then went on to, to build her empire. <clears throat> so learning from others, teaching others, helping others, reaching back. Um, is important. Uh, I encourage you to take a little time and do something for yourself. Think about yourself. You know, one of the things I did I, I did find interesting uh, that I did want to mention that was uh, when Dr. King's autopsy was done. Uh, it revealed that stress had really taken a toll. On, on his body majorly, and and despite being he was only thirty nine years old when he died, he had the heart they say of a sixty year old person. So I say that to say to you, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else. <coughs> Excuse me, as you're in the process of serving your community. Don't forget to serve yourself and to be good to yourself. Get healthy. Uh, If you don't want to join a gym, take a walk. Eat better. We're going to talk more about that as we go through the year. Uh, But thank you for joining me today. Happy birthday, Dr. King. Uh, We love you. We are continuing to try to live on your dream and your legacy. This is Carla from the Inside Out. I love you all. Thanks for joining. See you next time. Thank you for listening to From the Inside Out. Be sure to join your host, Carla D. Walker, for another episode of the program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week.